Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Well, hello and welcome to the Book Business Boss Show. I'm Dr. Julia Royston of BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, the Book Business Bosses, where we help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth and be a book business boss. So the Book Business Bosses is all about uh, a literary community, a author community, as well as combining it with a business community. And one of the things that um, I really want to point out, because you know the Book Business Boss show is all about um, a legacy of sorts. It's also about uh, me basically pouring 14 years 14 plus years now, probably at the airing of this, into the publishing industry, the writing industry, the business industry, um, and just the opportunity to be able to um, pull what I know into you and a uh, little bit bite-sized pieces in each of these episodes. But it really gives us an opportunity to kind of reflect and uh, review um, some things that um, over time have been important, but might not be have uh, been addressed uh, in the past, but uh, it's something that I feel that is really important and really kind of um, journalizes and chronologizes um, the things that, that I have done over time. And sometimes you don't, this is another sidebar hint, sometimes you don't know what all you've done until you sit down and really kind of pause and reflect so the Book Business Boss um, show is that opportunity for me to pause and reflect and some episodes I've rearranged and, and some I may go back and revisit and add some new things just because, you know, as you go on, um, as you continue to grow, you learn more things. So um, this is really my heart's journey. Um, even the mistakes I've made um, really have helped and I'll talk about that on down the line, especially when we're talking about events and other things of that nature. But right now I'm still talking about the, the writing process. And before I move into further uh, episodes, I just wanted to pause and um, think about before entering into any, any new genre or um, additional genre, you know, kind of what we've done so far and kind of really take a step back and say, why would we do that? Why would we move into multiple genres? So up until now, we've been talking about the writing process, ways to start a book, um, um, using our expertise for books, um, you know, using our knowledge. Is this book going to lead somewhere? Are people going to want to be coached by us? Are they going to want to be mentored by us? So that's really um, some things to, to really think about. Um, you know, I've had people who have come to me and said, you know, I have a, uh, a devotional book, but then I also have a book of poetry, and then I also have a book about my life. So which should I start with? And, you know, we, we bounce that all around and, and try to figure that out. But I don't like to pigeonhole people into one area, one place, one time, one genre, one style of book, and one type of book. So today my episode is, that's a long story short, um, today the episode we're going to focus on is really 
writing in multiple genres, writing in multiple genres. So when I was in um, a, a school librarian, of course, you had the Dewey Decimal System. You had the hundreds, the 90s, uh, the hundreds, I'm sorry, the, the 200s, the 300s. And um, so you had, you know, fiction, science fiction, romance fiction, poetry, um, reference, um, you know, just all kinds of, of different genres and classifications of books. So normally um, writers, um, not me, you know, I didn't do that, but normally writers stick with genres, one genre. Historically, um, because of the writing process and new writers have to build a, uh, a audience, they have to build a following and it takes so long organically to build an audience. Now, if you go get a machine and they have all the access and all that, they can push you, but you still have to sustain it. So normally and historically, um, you picked one genre, something that you really loved, something that you were really connected to, something that you were really involved in, something that you had done a lot of study with. Um, most, most writers have taken years to, to write uh, whatever they're going to write. Um, now, some things I have taken more than a year, but a lot of things I can crank out pretty quickly. Uh, and depending on the historical significance, do I need to do a lot of research? So it's a lot of different things that come into play. But historically, most writers just stick with one thing. They're, they're known for fiction. And they say Jane Doe is known for, um, for fiction. John Doe is known for nonfiction. He writes political thrillers. He writes uh, about finance. And he writes, um, she writes devotionals. She writes romance fiction. or She writes poetry. And so, therefore, um, something I've never wanted to do is to be classified, uh, categorized, and pigeonholed or cornered into one genre. You normally did that if you're really trying to build an audience and build a following. Now, I didn't really start out saying, oh, gosh, I'm going to be a writer of more than 50 books, a lot, a lot. I didn't start out like that. I basically said, all right, God, I've been writing this poetry in my notebooks. I'm going to obey you and put the book together. I honestly, I, I'm, honest truth, I did not intend to write more than one book, two books. I didn't, I didn't know. You don't know until you do it. You don't know until you start it. You don't know until you try it. You don't know until you actually do it. So therefore, when I did write the, the first book of poetry, I was like, I did it. Yay. Ta-da. It, it was an accomplishment. It was a feat of sorts. It was something that I got done. So more than anything is knowing that whew, I did it. Oh, my gosh. And it doesn't look crazy. Oh, my goodness. All the pages are going in the right direction. Oh, my God. And the page numbers do match. And <laughs> so therefore, oh, my gosh. And I got a table of contents on it. Oh, my goodness. Look at the back. Oh, wow. Look at the cover. La, 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 la. But after I did that, it's like, God, what do I do next? And, you know, amazingly enough, all that time he said, okay, put the book together. But he didn't say anything about the next one. So I had an opportunity to go for it. I had an opportunity 
to launch out there in the deep. Because what I was endeavoring, I had already had permission to do. I already had permission to write a book. So I didn't have to go back to him again. I could have. And he would have been fine with it. But I could have. And I said, ooh, well, all right. This was good. And then I got the inspiration for how hot is your love life? 30 ways God is loving you. Return to your first love. And that was kind of a combination of conversation that I had with my then pastor and still mentor of mine. And, our, you know, the 30 ways came to me very quickly. 30 things, 30 characteristics of God. Because one, I had taken a class on um, um, the names of God and, and the characteristic of God. Um, so it was it was a wonderful thing. And so it was really quite easy for me to turn that into 30 and then find the scriptures and then find the commentary and then boom. So now I had gone from just poetry to poetry and inspirational and devotional. So now, so for me personally, I went from being a singer with music CDs to a poet so I could do slams if I wanted to. I'm not really a slam girl, but um, but I have been in events and read for my poetry. And then number three, now I had an inspirational book, which was completely faith-based, but that opened me up to the faith-based audience that was already going with the CD I had. So, oh my gosh. So I've got three products to sell. So... One of the very first things that happens is it, one, it expands your product base. That's one of the things having multiple genres. You have multiple things to sell. That's number one. Number two, the products that I currently had were all faith-based. So therefore, I was basically selling to one audience, but I still had multiple products to sell to this one audience. Now, when I expanded to non-faith-based material, because I have um, a Christian romance fiction and I have regular contemporary uh, romance fiction, I still open it up to uh, a faith-based community as well as a non-faith-based, quote-unquote, uh, Christian community. But I also open it up, even though all of my materials were faith-based, there's still people in the faith-based community they don't read poetry. They don't buy poetry. There are people who buy inspirationals, but don't necessarily, um, you know, um, might not buy my music CD, or they may buy both, or they may buy all. So now I have a multiple audience product base, uh, a multiple products, potentially multiple people, and hopefully, uh, if I do even more genres, which I have. Um, Christian romance fiction, contemporary fiction, um, business, children's. So now I have even broader audiences. I've opened it up to the general public. Whether you're interested or not, it's still to the general public. You don't have to just be faith-based to read it. You could be uh, a you know, non-faith-based audience. You can just be a person, a human being. So those are two things, multiple products to sell, and uh, multiple audiences. 
I'm going to take a break right here and we'll be back with more. So are you ready to learn something new? Are you ready to expand your horizons? No matter what you're currently doing, no matter what job you're on, no matter what your current career set is, no matter what you're doing currently, there's always room to learn something new. There's always room to grow. If you don't grow, you're going to stay stagnant. So visit the VK Royston store for all of my online courses so that you can take a course on the beach, sitting by the pool, um, staying in the shower if you want to. But always know that there's a place to go so you can learn and grow. Learning online, learning anytime at vkroystonstore.com. And we're back. So we've been talking about writing in multiple genres, what it does. Historically, writers have, have gotten into one um, genre that they write and, and they get good at it and they hone their skills um, and they uh, um, get better at it. They get a mentor, they get a coach, they get an editor, they get responses, they get reviews. Oh my gosh. And, but normally, if you continue to only write in one genre, people get a little antsy if they don't feel like, you know, what if you decide to move from children's to poetry or you move from children's to poetry to contemporary fiction? Or if you go to Christian basic, it doesn't matter. But it really, um, that's what it was historically. But now we have an I, uh, um, opportunity for multiple products. We have an opportunity for multiple audiences. And then number three or number four, whichever one you're counting, uh, we have an opportunity for multiple voices, meaning we can speak to different audiences, but in different voices, the same voice, but in different voices. Your vocabulary may change. The words you use may change, but it's different voices. So therefore, my writing that um, I deliver for children's books is totally different than I do for general adult books. When I'm speaking about business, I'm not um, having a woman or a female slant. Even though I'm writing for uh, as a female, I, I write, you know, specifically uh, addressing things for adults. And then sometimes I'm writing for women. And so I have a different voice when I'm speaking to women and I come from a different context. Uh, I have a different avenue. Ladies, you know, when you're, uh, you know, ain't nothing like, hey, girl, whatever. I wouldn't necessarily use those kinds of languages, those types of phrases with an all adult book. So with having multiple genres, I have the opportunity to speak to multiple voices. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a wonderful opportunity to have multiple voices. And then secondly, I have the opportunity because I've written a book in a pen name to men. They had male main characters. So I put really, I took my creative juices way out there in contemporary fiction to be able to, um, to speak from a male perspective. Um, surprisingly enough, my dad is a huge, not surprisingly enough, uh, uh, my dad is a huge influence of my life. So, um, you know, speaking from a male perspective and he had five brothers is, is quite natural for me. 
Uh, a lot of my friends were male in, in school, even though I didn't date a lot, but a lot of my friends were male. So speaking from that male point of view, because I hung around with them so much, um, gave me that vantage point. And then, of course, being married, uh, my husband says, no, a dude wouldn't say that. Yeah, a man would say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that makes all the difference in the world. So therefore, I have the opportunity to have multiple products, um, speak to multiple audiences, and speak in multiple voices. And who I address, it, it makes all the difference in the world. And having the ability to change the voices makes it critical that people still meet me, they still know me, but I speak to them in a language that they're comfortable with. In a language, nah, I'm not talking about Ebonics, I'm not talking about slang, I'm just talking that I speak directly to their heart, to their mind, to their ability, to their soul, to what they uh, want to talk about. And in a direction that I'm praying that is making a connection. There's nothing worse than speaking to someone in language that they don't resonate with, that doesn't make a connection to them. I don't care if it is that we're speaking English. There are sometimes that people speak uh, high and lofty with 10 syllable words. There's sometimes that people speak um, very condescending and make you feel really stupid when they leave you. Um, but of course, that has a lot to do with you as a person, you as a human being. And that's, of course, for another show. <laughs> but it's the ability to have multiple voices and to be able to speak in those multiple voices to multiple audiences. I love the idea of that. That's a beautiful uh, capability. And it's also, um, it expands and um, not only expands, but it causes you to utilize multiple expertise, okay? So number one, we were talking about multiple products and then having multiple audiences. Number three, broader audiences. Number four, multiple voices. And then number five, uh, multiple expertise. So now I can call on my business side when I'm writing business books. Then I can call on my entertainment side. If I just want to write straight something fun and uh, entertaining, then there's sometimes I'm uh, writing a how-to or self-help book which speaks to my informative, that speaks to my teacher side, that speaks to my instructor side, such as what I'm doing here with this, um, the Book Business Boss Show, I had the opportunity to really pour out uh, myself. I need to, um, as I say, unload and give birth to the things that have been deposited in me. Much is given, much is required. And so I leave a legacy of sorts because I am able to pour out what has been poured into me, what I've learned, what I've discovered, what I have uncovered, what I've done my research on, what's been trial and error, good and bad. Oh, the good, bad, and ugly. I am able to pour it out. So utilizing my multiple expertise, which of course the, the root of that is expert, but then a part of that is experience as well uh, in multiple genres and writing multiple genres. And then of course, Finally, number six or number seven, if you're counting number one, is historically the one genre. But number seven or lastly, multiple profits. Having the ability to have multiple products, sell to multiple audiences, uh, speak in multiple voices, I'm sorry, allows you to have multiple profits. 
because when I go to a, a large uh, event of sorts, it's going to be thousands and thousands of people. When people walk up to my table because I have written so many products in multiple genres, in multiple voices, uh, with multiple expertise, I am able to ask them easily and quickly, so what do you like to read? And that's my, that's, as they say, that's my hook line. That's my pickup line. What do you like to read? And so therefore, they say, well, you know, I like to read. And then, then we go from there. Then I point them in the direction, lead them into the direction of something that hopefully interests them. They're wanting to try something new, read something new, and then purchase it. So therefore, then I have multiple profits. I am able to, to sell multiple things and make multiple money. And then also with those multiple profits, there are definitely opportunities for combination. You know how you have your um, internet service and then you have your phone service and then you have uh, your cable network service or you can bundle them all. So that's one of the other beauties of having multiple products and multiple audiences is you're able to bundle them all. So therefore, they got little kids with them. I got children's books. They got grandma with them. I got something for her too. If you got something there, somebody in business, I got something for that. You want to learn how to write? I got that too. Uh, you love fiction, Christian fiction, uh, no, no sex in, I got that. Uh, you like the, a little bit racy to the next, the adult side, got that too. So it just all depends on. So writing in multiple genres can help you move toward being a book business boss. Because being a book business boss is really being serious about the literary industry. It's being serious about your book. It's being serious about connecting what you write to the business that you have, um, the service that you offer, the industry that you're in. It's just really making a commitment to it. It's not necessarily you have to sell 100,000 books, which would be wonderful, or 10,000 books or 1,000 books. It's the ability that when you leave this earth, you have left a legacy on the industry. You have left a legacy. You have put your stamp in the literary marketplace. Are you ready to be a book business boss? Let's get going and let's do it. Writing in multiple genres. I'm Dr. Julia Royston. This has been the Book Business Boss Show, you know, where we help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into well, and be a book business boss. You have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com. Fault Accounting and Tax Consulting, LLC, are experts at accounting and bookkeeping, and they know what it takes to handle your books. Hey, let's not forget about taxes. They can be complicated and can bring up more questions than answers. Falls Accounting and Tax Consulting, LLC, is accounting and taxes done right. How can Falls Accounting and Tax Consulting help you? Give them a call at 708-862-1294. That's 708-862-1294. Call Falls Accounting and Tax Consulting, LLC, today. That's 708-862-1294.